Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fish On. I'm Captain Kevin Lanier with KC Sport Fishing Charters, based out of Mexico Beach and Port St. Joe, Florida. And we're joining you on this episode to uh, talk about a few things uh, uh, springtime fishing in the Florida Panhandle, and especially here on the Eastern Panhandle where we're located. For those of you who don't know exactly where the Port St. Joe, Mexico Beach area is, uh, we are located between Apalachicola and Panama City. Uh, One of the most predominant landmarks in our area is Cape San Blas and the St. Joe Peninsula. A pretty fantastic uh, area to visit, vacation. Uh, One of the last remaining quiet places on the Florida coast. Uh, But today, uh, we're going to talk about springtime fishing and what's going on around here and what to look for during the early spring. I get asked all the time, hey, um, what can we catch? What can we keep uh, down there when we come to go fishing? And uh, normally, I would start out with just a short fishing report, but I figured, hey, we're going to be talking about springtime fishing anyhow, so we'll just get started and uh, When we hit a fish that uh, we can keep right now, we'll talk about that as well. Uh, But one of the big draws here in the area in early spring is pompano and sheep's head fishing. Um, The two things that a lot of people like to catch, and uh, when they're in here thick, they're pretty easy to catch. Uh, Pompano, uh, most of the guys that fish for them, and ladies, of course, uh, fish off the beach and the surf uh, we use uh, what, a pompano rig, which is a double-hooked rig stacked on top of each other. Uh, most people use a pyramid-type sinker uh, or either a uh, sinker that has uh, little probes coming out for it to hold in the sand. Uh, those rigs, I always tell them, say they look like they have little marshmallows on them, uh, but a bright-colored uh, little float on each hook. Uh, actually adds for attractant uh, and the pompano. Uh, the most popular bait seems to be uh, sand fleas, uh, which you can buy at a local bait or tackle shop, or you can uh, rake them out of the sand yourself. Uh, live shrimp, small shrimp uh, work really well, or even chunks of shrimp will work. Uh, if you get into cut bait, uh, you're going to attract some sharks. So uh, if your target is pompano, you probably want to stick with uh, shrimp or even uh, there's product out there most of you are familiar with. It's called Fish Bites, uh, and it is a product made up uh, on a mesh uh, sheet, and it has um, uh, fish scent and fish um, products in that um mesh and you can cut it in small pieces stays on the hook really well Uh, you can get shrimp flavored and that works great for pompano Uh, early in the morning's best Uh, you get out there as the sun's coming up enjoy the beautiful uh, sunrises that we have around here and uh, use your sand spike rod holder pvc Uh, a lot of guys use a seven to eight foot uh, spinning rod uh, cast out and reel the slack up and stand by. Uh, here we have a uh, second sandbar about uh, 25 yards offshore. And if you can fish in that trough between the beach, uh, the surf line, and that sandbar, uh, that's where they fish seem to cruise. And you can always catch uh, other species in there as well. 
Uh, but that's primarily where the Pompano hangout. Uh, as far as sheep's head goes, uh, one of my favorite things to fish for in early spring, uh, we got on the uh, shallow shoals about two and a half miles offshore of Mexico Beach. Uh, there's another one about four, four and a half miles offshore. Uh, these areas are called Bell Shoal and uh, the Car Bodies. Uh, this local um, shoal names for uh, this area. And if you ask anybody where they are and they're fishermen, they can tell you where those are located. There's a lot of artificial reef uh, structures on those two shoals. And special thank you to the Mexico Beach Artificial Reef Association who has placed... I think we're coming up pretty close to 300, 350 uh, artificial structures out here now. Basically, they took a sand desert and made it into an awesome fish habitat. But when you find those structures, uh, a lot of us anchor in the area of two or three of the structures. And we use a Carolina-style rig. For those of you who don't know what that is, you basically take a small egg sinker, half to one ounce, uh, you tie it on your, put your main line through that and tie a swivel. And then past the swivel, you use a, I'd say, 18 to 24-inch uh, leader. A lot of guys use fluorocarbon leaders. Uh, I would say about 30-pound test. Uh, you can drop down a little bit if the water is really super clear. Uh, the fish get tend to uh, get skittish. Uh, you can drop down to, say, 15 or 20-pound test leader. Uh, same thing. Use your live shrimp. Uh, cut shrimp. Uh, for some reason, uh, it always seems to me uh, live shrimp uh, will outfish anything else you can put down there. Uh, cast in the vicinity of those uh, artificial reef structures. Uh, if they're there, they'll hit it pretty quick. Uh, if you need to retrieve, do it very slowly and feel the bite. Uh, sheep's head's mouth are very, very hard and uh, don't use a wire hook uh, or you'll break it. Uh, use an extra strong hook. I like, uh, say, a number four to maybe up to one-aught uh, on that shrimp. And uh, once you get the sheep's head on, just keep the tension on him. Uh, we probably lose as many as we catch uh, just because of those hard mouths. Uh, once you get it in the boat, though, be careful when you're taking that hook out. Uh, you don't want to lose the end tip of a finger. Uh, use pliers, and like I said, if you use too light of a hook, it's going to bend that hook or break it pretty easily. So uh, they're fantastic to eat. Uh, I can make a meal out of sheep's head any day of the week. Uh, they're also, we kind of refer to them as convex as well because of the black and white stripes. Um, but one of the main uh, targets around here in the springtime, and everybody is waiting on the cobia to arrive. Uh, once you start seeing the schools of uh, stingrays or uh, any other type of a, a ray, uh, you can start looking for those cobia. Uh, a couple different ways to fish for those. Uh, people anchor up around those same artificial reef structures and start putting out chum. Uh, start to get the water uh, busy with bait fish, and uh, they'll float uh, live uh, bait fish out behind the boat. Uh, some use the balloon method. Uh, if you think about that Carolina rig I just talked about, uh, take that sinker off, put a, a balloon on right there where that swivel is, let it float out, and um, let the live bait swim. Pull that uh, balloon around. When that balloon busts and disappears, you have fish. 
uh, you don't they don't normally just pull off so uh, always be ready uh, have it uh, uh, that rod in a rod holder or be hanging on to that rod don't lay it down to the boat or uh, you'll be one of those unfortunate few that watch their rod go right over the side uh, cobia can be horrific fighters I mean fantastic uh, they don't come in easy and I will warn you, if you've never uh, caught a cobia, when you gaff the fish, a new life begins. Uh, what a fight. Uh, if you've got a big cobia and you gaff that fish, don't waste any time. Gaff it, put it in the boat, and let it do its thing and get out of the way. Because it's going to wreak havoc on the inside of your boat. Uh, and it will also uh, hurt a leg or anybody that tries to uh, subdue it until that fish calms down. Uh, other guys fish for cobia. Uh, they use artificial um, eel-looking um, jigs. Uh, the number one bait for a cobia is a live uh, ocean eel. Uh, they're probably, I would say, 12 to 20 inches long. Uh, very lively. Uh, if you get them at a bait store, a lot of guys will put them uh, in water and put ice in the water and kind of subdue that eel because if you pick that thing up, it's going to twist all around your hands, all around your line. It's going to make a mess. But if you can put it on ice and uh, get it to calm down, get that hook in there and throw it out in the water. Uh, if there's cobia around, it will eat that eel. So uh, that's one of those. If you have them and the cobia are there, you can pretty much guarantee catch a fish or at least get a few hits. When I first moved here a few years ago, uh, I had a friend of mine tell me, when we get into February, early March, and we have three heavy fog mornings in a row, the Spanish mackerel are here, or they're close to being here. Uh, and that has proven itself true uh, year in and year out. Uh, if that's they're not here on those days, they're not far out and they'll be here shortly so if you like catching spanish mackerel uh, this is the time of year to do it we just went through our fog mornings and i'm starting to see reports of spanish mackerel coming in uh, you can catch those along the beach in mexico beach uh, in the bay port st joe uh, you can catch them casting from the beach if you're using a shiny silver spoon uh, we like to troll for them. Uh, we use a, a, a mechanism called a mackerel tree. Uh, you can get those at any local bait and tackle shops. It's a series of small uh, rubber uh, tubes. They're different colors. And then on the very back end of that, you clip a spoon on there. Uh, my favorite spoon to put on is a coho killer by... Um, Silver Horde and Gold Star Lures out of Seattle, Washington. You think, well, how in the world would that lure work down here? Um, it imitates a glass minnow. And glass minnows, finger mullet, those kind of fish are what the Spanish mackerel follow into the area. Uh, when I moved here from the Washington area, I knew that lure would work here, so I brought some with me, uh, and I was proven right. And now uh, Kelly Morrison and his family up there, they make them. Uh, some special ones for us down here in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, we have a uh, silver one with a mylar tape on it, uh, very reflective. They have a uh, brass and silver 50-50. Uh, they also have a small one that looks like a very small mahi 
Uh, and they have one specifically made just for us as a white uh, lure with a red head. You never can go with wrong with uh, red and white. Uh, it's just like automatic type thing. So put those back. Um, some we troll with uh, one to two ounce uh, trolling sinkers. Uh, a couple of them we don't put any weight on. And I drop them back, say, 10 to 30 seconds on the drop back. Put them in the rod holders. Uh, 15 to 20 feet of water and about four, maybe five miles an hour we troll along. Um, you can catch up to four or five on one rig at a time. Uh, when you get into them, it doesn't take long to fill your fish box up with Spanish mackerel. Uh, make great fish tacos. Uh, we bring them home and smoke them. I took a father uh, son out uh, a couple of years ago. We were fishing, and just in a matter of about, um, I would say, less than an hour, we had uh, hooked over uh, 50 Spanish mackerel. And uh, definitely called it a early morning, went and had breakfast, and it was a lot of fun. Best thing in the world you can do to take kids out to get them started fishing. Um, and that's the inshore stuff, our close-to-shore things that we look for in the uh, springtime. Offshore, triggerfish just opened up March 1st. Uh, Vermilion snapper, or what we call beeliners around here, uh, they're open. Uh, black snapper. Uh, they're a great springtime uh, uh, thing to catch. Uh, it's a lot of fun, a lot of things to do. Uh, you know, we can't keep our big red snapper yet, but we can start to keep other fish and have a great time out on the water. Uh, you really can't go wrong with a Spanish micro trip. If you want to go, give us a call, or at least I can point you in the right direction of where to get started. Um, but it's just a little bit of what goes on around here in the springtime. Uh, it is actually March the 2nd today, and uh, we're just getting March uh, kicked off with beautiful weather. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Fish On. Um, you can uh, find us on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube. Uh, like us, subscribe to the podcast, kcsportfishing.com slash podcast. Send us your ideas, suggestions, and questions. We'll talk to you next time.